1: I am delighted to introduce you to Diane Edmonds whilst I'm here in sunny Mandra in Western Australia. Welcome, Diane. Could I ask you to take a minute or two to tell our listeners more about you and our podcast today?
0: Hi, Jane. I've been working in women's health as a physiotherapist for over 25 years and have always had a special interest in pregnancy and postnatal fitness, especially in passing on some of my experience through education for fitness professionals So I draw from taking both land and water classes, one-on-one client treatments as a physio, antenatal education, and working for many years on a maternity ward. I've also contributed on a national level by being the national chair for seven years of Continence and Women's Health Physiotherapy Australia. and working with the Continence Foundation of Australia in some projects, including the development of pregnancy resources like the Pregnancy Pelvic Floor app. And as a special project officer, for the Public Floor first campaign, which gave me links into the fitness industry. I currently work in Mandra as a physiotherapist in an obstetric GP practice, where there are doctors and midwives and I often see women and talk to them about their pregnancy training priorities.
1: You are certainly superbly qualified to talk to us on this topic then. Um, so Diane, what are some of the main priorities we should be thinking about?
0: One key priority is the safety of the growing baby or babies. So this includes aspects of training such as avoiding overheating and modifying training to avoid the supine position that is lying on the back after 16 weeks of pregnancy. So modifying abdominal wall training during pregnancy is a special area of interest to me. So another priority is maintaining their level of fitness as much as possible and modifying exercises as needed to cope with energy levels and body changes. And a third priority, and one that I have a special focus on, is protection of the abdominal wall, the pelvic joints and the pelvic floor. So this includes aspects around pelvic floor fitness, protection of the pelvic floor with return to sport and exercise after the birth, abdominal wall retraining during and after pregnancy and exercising at an appropriate intensity.
1: Uh, Okay, so can you explain to us actually what you mean by intensity?
0: Intensity will relate to how hard a woman works during pregnancy. So the consensus through the most recent ACOG guidelines refers to monitoring intensity being best achieved by using a rating of perceived exertion, such as the Borg RPE scale, rather than heart rate. It's recommended that pregnant women work at a score of 12 to 14 on a six to 20 scale, which is at the somewhat hard level to prevent raised maternal core temperature and unwanted musculoskeletal stress. We can also look at the amount of effort women put in when they're using resistance equipment. For example, if it requires a breath hold to lift, push or pull, is there going to be any pressure placed down upon the pelvic floor or out onto the abdominal wall which for some women may contribute to pressure on the linear alba and possibly this may lead to increasing the amount of separation that occurs between the rectus abdominal muscles.
1: Okay, so if a new or established client is pregnant, what are the first steps that a PT or a Grivex instructor should consider?
0: Well, firstly, it's important to screen all clients who are pregnant. So in a PT setting, by having a comprehensive set of pregnancy screening questions, including medical history, to identify any risk factors or past or present complications. In a group exercise setting, then a quick screening may be the only possible way of of screening them and can include questions on how well they're feeling, checking they have a medical clearance to exercise and giving advice on main precautions to monitor so that you can modify exercise. They should inform you if they have any feelings of lightheadedness or dizziness, nausea or have any pain or discomfort or excess shortness of breath during exercise. For a full list of pregnancy precautions to exercise, you can refer to the ACOG guidelines. Education is important, so providing them with information about their pelvic floor and pregnancy exercise modification is needed as an ongoing process when seeing pregnant clients. And if they are after 16 weeks of pregnancy, then lying on their back to exercise is not recommended.
1: Okay, so if a client is not to lie on their back after 16 weeks, what are your suggestions on how they should exercise the abdominal wall?
0: There are many ways to train the abdominal wall during pregnancy. However, for some women, it means that they need to unlearn their pre-pregnancy patterns of training the upper rectus abdominis. With any supine exercises involving head lift, the rectus will work. And the external obliques. Training of the deeper muscles that are closest to the uterus to provide support underneath the uterus as the baby grows is the focus of pregnancy abdominal bracing training. And women can learn to do this with their trainer's help in four-point kneeling, kneeling, seated on a ball, or propped over a ball, inside lying or in standing positions. There are numerous options to include functional training using movement and adding in load, appropriate to this stage of pregnancy and fitness. Activation of the lower abdominal muscle wall can be sometimes facilitated by activation of the pelvic floor muscles first, as there is a link or wiring together of the transverse abdominis with the pelvic floor muscles when both of these muscle groups are working well. Strong upper abdominal muscles from previous training before pregnancy doesn't necessarily mean that the lower abdominal muscle wall or the covic floor is strong. So, Diana, are we thinking then that
1: there is a, a misconception amongst clients that have a good to high fitness level that they also may assume that they have a strong pelvic floor?
0: That can happen, Jane, and we see this regularly. So if we break down what the covic floor does, we need it to be strong but also to fully relax. It needs endurance and to react speedily to forces such as with a cough, sneeze, laugh, lift, or during exercise. So sometimes women continuing with impact exercises or returning to it post-birth can find that their pelvic floor isn't responding as quickly as needed to control their bladder, and they may experience leakage of urine, which is called stress incontinence. Clients who contract their abdominal walls strongly when attempting to lift their pelvic floor may create a level of tension inside their abdominal wall, increasing the intra-abdominal pressure. And in turn, this can cause the descent of the pelvic floor instead of a lifting. And often this is seen on real-time ultrasound of fit clients. So we need to retrain them to become aware of what they are doing and to learn to focus in the right way to activate their pelvic floor without excessive activity of the stronger upper and outer abdominal muscles.
1: So... Um, What can PTs look out for then that may suggest a client is doing their pelvic floor exercises incorrectly?
0: If a pelvic floor exercise is done incorrectly, you might see that a client holds their breath. And this indicates that they are either trying too hard, they need to use a high level of concentration to find, feel and focus on their pelvic floor, or they're using an upper abdominal muscle strategy instead of activating their pelvic floor and then their lower abdominal wall. So observing your client, you can watch for any excessive upper abdominal muscle tension and also watch for or feel for the drawing in gently of their lower abdominal wall with a pelvic floor contraction. A client can place their hand on their lower belly and feels draw drawing link if the muscles are working well, but if they don't connect with practice or they're unsure, then referring them to a women's or public health physiotherapist is advised. And sometimes women will use the larger leg muscles to feel something more than just their pelvic floor, as it is a small muscle group, not always easy for them to identify. So if you see them squeezing their glutes or adductors, that's also incorrect.
1: Diane, we would expect then that as a client gets closer to the third trimester, their priorities are going to change.
0: Yes, their priorities shift often towards focusing on the birth process chain. And if they are tired, they may also reduce their exercise intensity, but each woman is different. Training women at this stage provides some ways to help them to prepare. For example, when stretching during a session, they can enhance some of their labor preparation strategies. So if we take the child's pose, They can stretch back as normal and then think about opening up to allow their adductors to release more. Breathing out to focus on releasing tension and then releasing into the stretch. And they can also turn their attention onto their pelvic floor, lifting it, then releasing it to practice relaxing it, which is an important part of preparing for the birth. Trainers can also help women to start to prepare for their postnatal recovery, planning during this time.
1: Diane, I think we're almost out of time, but thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. This is such an important area and anything that we can do to equip our listeners and readers with the tools that they need is really appreciated. Um, We're very excited that we're also going to have your continuing education courses on our CPD platform. Can you maybe tell us a
0: little bit more about them? Thanks Jane. This is an area of my passion and what I love to do. So, The reason for that is due to seeing so many clients over the years with problems that are preventable. I think fitness instructors are so well positioned to be in in the front line, helping women to stay fit and recover well during and after pregnancy. So although sometimes women may want to jump back into stronger core exercises too soon. So my course 100 Steps to Plank, which is in two parts, developed because of this, and has a step-by-step sequence to rebuild the core from the inside out. A bit like building education programs from kindy to prep to grade one before jumping into a grade 12 exercise. A plank can be a strong exercise and many women haven't done the fundamentals before starting planks. So the aim is to protect the pelvic floor and abdominal wall, the back and the neck as women build their core strength. And we also have a four-part pregnancy and postnatal series coming very soon. The first is antenatal core training, so instructors can really train the lower and deeper abdominal wall region to maintain tone during pregnancy and to support the weight of the growing uterus. For some women, this can reduce pain and heaviness and means that they can continue training for longer, hopefully to the end of their pregnancy. The courses also include ways to train women in the latter stages of pregnancy as they prepare for their labour and birth. So it is very exciting, Jane, that you'll have these courses on your CPD platform very soon. Diane,
1: thank you, and I hope we can look forward to hearing from you again very soon.
0: For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.